Hi, I'm Sada. And I'm Sada. And this is No Sir, No Ma'am, a weekly podcast where we drag our timelines for being trash. If you want to get in touch with us, you can hit us up on Twitter at NSNM Podcast or through our email at no sir, no ma'am at gmail.com. Um, any disclaimers for this week that you might have for people? Um, same as every week. Um, mature content, probably some cuss words in there. Yes. Um, if you're under 18, maybe ask an adult before you listen to this. Or don't, you know, just like listen to it on some headphones, not mm-hmm, yeah. blasting in your room. Um, not that you would anyway, but... Yeah, probably not safe for work either if you're an adult. Oh, yeah, not, definitely not. Um, okay, so this week has actually been not so bad. Compared to last week, it's been pretty painless. It was all right. Like, on, on a trash scale of 0 to 10, I would give it, like, a decent 4, maybe. It was really? Right. That high? I would go as low as 3. This week was... Well, people like... weren't going too crazy, but there's always trash if you look for it. Oh, that's Which true. I tend to do, so... But I think um, I think my timeline this week... So... There's been minimal trash, and I appreciate that. Aww. Good job, folks. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm sure next week is going to be a disaster. This is just like the calm before the storm. <laughs> They'll probably make up for it next week. But until then, I will enjoy this lull. Um, okay, so, but that being said, we still have quite a few things to talk about. As we always do. Yes, so let us begin. Um, what do you, what you want to start with? Well, did you see the new Gap Kids ad? Uh, yes, I did. That, that was all over my timeline. Gap released a new ad, and please correct me if I'm wrong on the details, because I am often wrong on the details. Um, <laughs> but they released a new, a new ad that's, like, targeted towards little girls i guess and it's basically like you can do anything you can be anything you want um and so they have little girls of various ethnicities i believe and ages and ages doing different things like Mm -hmm. i don't know being dancers and stuff and whatever yeah one of them is like a ballerina the other one is djing right being all types of coolness Mm -hmm. and then there's one photo particularly that people's pretty pissed about it do you want to do you want to explain what it looked like? Um, so um, basically, I think that was the main photo for the print ad. So there's like a couple of girls, maybe like four or five girls of different ages and ethnicities um, doing all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So one of them is in like a ballet pose and, you know, they all look like they're having fun. And then there's this one black girl like dead in the middle of that picture and she's just standing there and this other white girl is using her as an armrest like she's resting her arm on the black girl's head and let me say that the black girl like everybody else has this very like empowered look and the two girls on the side are like doing some crazy dance pose like ballet splits but they're like standing up I don't know what it's called yeah and the little black girl is just sitting there with her with like her arms at her sides looking visibly sad and just like standing there being the prop for this older white girl to 
you know rest her arm on exactly and the thing is when I first um, saw that picture I was really really upset like it triggered me and this is even before I saw people's reactions and realized that a lot of people were actually really upset about this mm -hmm. but like something about it was just really wrong and I thought it was just me because I'm usually like overly sensitive about this stuff and I'm like oh well mm -hmm. you know maybe I'm just looking for a reason to be upset whatever but then um, I saw the video for the same ad campaign oh there is a video and it's to just it? as horrible yeah and the little black girl is basically doing nothing. She's a prop. She's a token. She's wow. like, there's no need for her to be there. She's not doing anything cool. She's not being empowered like all these other little girls. And it's just really sad. Right. And um, like, as, as an adult, like, you might be upset because you're like, you have all these reasons to think that this is really wrong. Right. But then um, I think it was refinery 29 who did like a little piece about this whole ad campaign and they put a, a tweet of um i don't know some black woman on twitter saying that her six-year-old black daughter uh saw that ad and that was the first thing she noticed wow like she immediately picked up on the fact that the little black girl who looks like her was doing nothing like she was an armrest when honestly, when I saw the picture, I like, I'm like, oh, okay, well, wow, she's just like going to lean on her like that. But it maybe didn't affect me as much. And I just thought that like, oh, well, you know, but to hear that and to see that like a little girl would notice that like off the bat says a lot. And I yeah. feel like we often don't think about how things affect people. Mm -mm. You know what I mean? Especially these kinds of printed ads or whatever. A lot of people make the argument that, oh, who cares? I mean, I saw a lot of comments or that people were making on Twitter yeah. about this ad being like oh people are so overly sensitive and people just want to be offended by everything and whatever and like yeah, you just love yourself you wouldn't well. let these things affect you but it's like but you're not thinking about maybe you as an adult as like an adult who's like confident in themselves and whatever has like a healthy self-esteem or doesn't need like approval from other people like cute for you but yeah. there are other people who see this and especially kids who don't have like that whatever strong sense of self built in yet and she might see that and be like oh well I guess I'm not really meant to be anything exactly and and the thing is when when you're a little black girl you you don't see yourself in a lot of ads or any sort of media really you have zero representation representation right. so when you do see that and you know the ad is trying to promote like you know empowering little girls and all you see is this one girl who looks like you and she's a prop. Like, what What does that do to, you know, your self-esteem? Right. I feel like people downplay the the significance of that. Yeah. Like, you you know, it's really irresponsible to think that, oh, this isn't going to affect everyone or anyone when ads are specifically made to affect people. Like, exactly. that's the whole point of an advertisement yeah. is to affect you in some way or to, like, get your attention mm -hmm. in some way or, like, sway you in a particular direction. So when you do that, you're just, even if you don't mean it, you're indirectly implying that it's not important for you to be anything exactly. as a little black girl but these other girls you know yeah they have something to look forward to but you you can just hold them up and someone made a really good point on twitter and they were like well i mean i guess it's cute 
that, you know, they're trying to get um, girls of like different shapes and colors and stuff. But this is exactly what happens when you don't have diversity behind the camera. Right. Because you don't have a black person to tell you, yo, like my kids are going to see this and it's not okay. Like right. maybe, you know. Right. Or anyone or, or anyone in that meeting, like behind the scenes, in that basically. Right. Could have been like, hey, so uh, how about we don't make the black girl an armrest? Like maybe that sends yeah, the wrong message. how about not? And I feel like it's really interesting because usually, or I mean, I don't know, the gap that I remember, it's been a while since, I mean, every t- ever since Gap raised their prices, I was just like, yeah, and bye. Yeah, bye. But the gap that I remember was pretty inclusive. Like, Yeah, they were kind of a- ahead of their time in terms of diversity in what you see in Even apps. in like mm-hmm. the mid to late 90s, like they, they were pretty on their stuff. Like when other people were just white bread, Gap was really diverse. They were kind of like they were like competing with Benetton at one point yeah. and being just like very inclusive and diverse. Exactly. So I'm kind of surprised that they would drop the ball like this. And especially these days when everybody is talking about like this is such a hot topic. It feels almost deliberate. I, I think it it really just came from a place of unawareness. But how could you be unaware when the environment is like saturated with this? I don't know. But if if I had to guess, I'd guess that, you know, they had a meeting for this ad campaign and they're like, oh, well, it would be really cute if we like empowered little girls and so why don't we have a black girl so we're like really inclusive but then they just probably didn't think about it at all like the fact that there was a black girl in the ad was was enough probably enough to you know which is why this girl is like honestly the video is so she's a token she is a tote like she's just there to be the little black girl and that is her sole purpose of being in that ad and you know what this reminds me of something else that is completely unrelated this is the reason that black people feel the need to do their own thing and make their own products and like their own shows and everything i think i sent you the link but you know hamilton Mm-hmm. Was it Hamilton? I think it was Yeah, Hamilton. it was. Anyway, if you don't know what it is, it's um, a Broadway musical um, that's had a lot of success and people have been like raving about it and have to get your tickets like months in advance. And the thing about this musical is that the whole cast is purely made of people of color. And um, they're going on tour, so they put um, like an ad for a casting call and they mentioned that it was for people of color only. And oh my God, white people lost their shit. Reverse racism. Like some lawyer was saying that it was unconstitutional. What? That it was against human rights. Okay. And how can you exclude whites? And I'm like, sir, bitch, ma'am. stay in your lane. Simmer you down. have everything else. Every other show on Broadway is white. And I think that Broadway in particular right. is very exclusive to white people. Mm-hmm. Like black actors, actors of color do not get speaking roles on Broadway. Right. So when they go and do their own thing, why, why, why? Oh my God. But to get back to the original topic on like a more uplifting note. Okay. We often suffered from this issue of color in advertisements. And by we, I mean... Sudanese people. I think our ad, our advertise 
the, our, what, I don't know how to, like, maybe not our ad industry, but basically most print and, and TV ads used to feature, like, light-skinned people and, like, the more light-skinned you are, the better. Oh. And if you were, if you had, like, a hint of color, you had, like, beautiful, like, ambiguous curly hair, <laughs> like, a shadow. You did not reflect the shadow at all. And I feel like now we're starting to become more conscious of that, or okay. maybe it's, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not sure if it's deliberate or not, but definitely, like, when I see print ads around, like, billboards with Likida, usually they um, feature people of darker skin tones and oh, really? just like, like regular people. Yeah, and I'm so proud of that. Like, good for us, man. Like, we're finally yeah, getting really there. Cool. From that, I don't remember what the store is called, but Fi Dukan Fi, like, I think it's like a cosmetics and like, it has like the whole store like and it's huge is like of four women and they're all like it's all like close-ups of their face and they're all white women I'm not and I'm not sure if they're like white or Turkish or whatever and him and if they are not black women not a single one and it's surprised. like dude the the only time I tried even attempted to buy makeup in Sudan it went horribly because I don't remember what I was buying I think it was something like at BB cream or like foundation or something mm. and I know like I I know my color. I know the brand. I know my color. I wanted to go get it and get the fuck out. And she's like, oh, well, we don't have dark. We have light and medium. Wow. Dude, light is like porcelain skin, like pasty. Wow. Okay. She's like, yeah, so we have light and medium. But I really think she should get medium. And I'm like, damn, sorry. <laughs> bye. I am taking like, my money. I am getting the fuck out of here. Like. I am not going... I'm not leaving this place looking ashy. The, no. Wait. I know my color. I am dark. <laughs> That's what I am. I'm quite happy with it. Thanks. Bye. I'm, I'm glad that we're starting to be more aware. And not just in Sudan. Everywhere. And honestly. it is. It is everywhere. It really bothers me here because it's like, can we be realistic? Like, can we just be realistic for a second? Or even not even that. I, I think that everybody is entitled to do whatever they want. If you want to use a foundation or whatever, that's two, three shades lighter than your original skin color. Girl, go ahead. Yeah. But don't force it on other people. Like, yeah. if I want to look dark, yeah, see, then that's just the let thing. me look dark. Like, yeah. can I live? Like Exactly. Because if, if, if the girl was like, no, we don't have dark, sorry, bye. I'm like, okay, sure. Let's just go home now. Older. But she's like, no, no, no. Yeah. I really think you should try medium. Try it on your hand. Let me just convince you. Like, no. And she no. probably thought she was doing you a favor. She probably thought she was being mad yeah, nice to you. Yeah, she definitely like, oh was. Oh, my God, girl, mm -hmm. I'm trying to help you out. Yeah, bye. No. Exactly. Uh, what's next? Uh, yeah. I have a bit of a rant um, because I read something on Sudani Twitter. Because, you know, on Sudani Twitter, every single week, someone feels the absolute urge to just post something dumb. Some bullshit. Uh, obviously, this week was no exception. But I'd like to talk about this one girl who tweeted something about dark-skinned girls. And, be like, before I even start, I just want to make it really clear that this is in no way a personal attack on the girl who tweeted this. Oh, yes. Like, I, yes. I know her. I met her maybe once or twice. She's friends with my little cousin. She's very young. So, yeah, maybe she genuinely did not think that it was that deep or maybe she thought it was a joke and she was just, like, flexing for Twitter. But I personally thought that it was very deep and very telling of a bigger problem. So I'm going to discuss it. Okay. So um, this girl tweeted, and I'm going to quote her verbatim. 
Um, she tweeted, I am so tired of all you dark-skinned girls. The world does not revolve around you. Nobody cares. Um, she, (laughs) (laughs) she later tweeted, bitches learned the word melanin and they're using it everywhere. Fuck off, ya sheikha. You're dark-skinned, mabrugit. Wow. Uh, Jesus Christ. That was harsh. (laughs) That was a little, that was much. That was was a little bit extreme. Anyway, as a dark-skinned girl, let me just break this down from my own personal experience. And you're also dark, so you've probably shared a lot of the same struggles. Yes. Here's the thing. If I got just one jine for every time someone, Sudanese or otherwise, told me, Oh, you're cute for a dark girl. Or like, have you considered bleaching? You have nice features, but you'd look better with lighter skin. Or stay out of the sun. You don't need to get darker. Followed by a cackle. Or any variation of that nonsense. Or in my case, So if, if I had one jine, anytime someone said that to me, I'd be bawling. Because I've heard that so many times, especially growing up. Because I think that with age, you kind of learn, you know, to check people and shut down the bullshit. But as a little girl and a teenager, these words affect you. Definitely. Like, they affect your self-esteem. They affect the way you interact with people who don't look like you. And I know a lot of it comes from the history of the world we live in and colonization so people everywhere are conditioned to think of beauty in very eurocentric standards so you know if your nose is too wide or your lips are too big or your skin is too dark you're not desirable and that's why bleaching is a multi-billion dollar industry that's huge and africa and southeast asia and south america and basically anywhere where people are not pasty white so clearly and i've said this on twitter but let me say it louder. Black women with darker complexions are at the very bottom of that food chain. Like, <sighs> goddamn. Also, if you want to talk about this from like a specifically Sudanese perspective, remember that story you told about like your cousin and the guy who worked with her who told her that to him? Uh, a yeah. dark-skinned woman it's is not, not a, a woman. woman at all. Yeah. Like, what What the... Okay, bruh, what? For people who don't know, uh, my cousin got, who is... Uh, um, of darker complexion got into a discussion with a man Sudanese man who is also a very dark complexion mm-hmm. uh, who told her that he would never consider marrying her uh, not that no, she ever even asked him asked to or okay. asked for his opinion that he wouldn't consider marrying her or somebody of her complexion because to him a dark skinned woman is not a woman mm-hmm. and so I think this is very this is very symbolic of the way that we think is like so you don't want like 85% of our population like that's that's just it like I understand that these days Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and wherever Tumblr wherever the hell you you know spend your time all these places are seemingly flooded with this new wave of dark skin appreciation and dark skin women standing up and being like yes uh there's nothing wrong with my skin tone mm-hmm. and i am beautiful and whatever and that's 
my point exactly. Like when someone creates a movement for these women that allows them to uplift themselves and accept their skin and see beauty in that skin. Like why are you mad? Why are you so salty about their hashtag? Yeah, I don't understand like, that. And there was a young uh, woman, uh, Sudani, who made a really good comment to that tweet, that you, the original tweet that you mentioned, mm-hmm. saying that I don't understand. I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember her exact words. But she said, I don't understand why someone else's confidence affects you. Yeah, is annoying to you or whatever. Like her being confident in herself and her skin tone, why does that affect you negatively? Why does it have anything to do with you? Why does it bother you? And and that's a really good point. Like, why should it bother you? I am 30-something, and my entire life, all I've heard about is light-skinned girls and light-skinned this and light-skinned that and red-bone this and yellow-tone that. And I'm and like the one time that we get to be like, hey, We're here, <laughs> hello, I exist. Like, y'all get mad at it. I don't understand that this not it's not a big you're right it's not a big deal so it shouldn't be a big deal to you like for me to, for me to flex on twitter and be like yes you know melanin whatever should not bother you because it doesn't affect your life in any way but it makes me feel better so why are you salty i don't i don't get it and this um the girl who tweeted the original tweet was like oh you people just need a reason to be offended i'm just saying do you but you don't have to prove you're better than anyone else i'm like better than no, who right. if anything Thing, these women are just trying to prove that they're as good as pretty as valid as anyone else because people have been telling them quite the opposite their whole their damn life, life. Yeah. like why can't you just be supportive and if you don't want to be supportive because you don't understand the need for such hashtag just stay in your lane and shut the fuck up right you don't need to bring them down because they're finally getting some attention and urging people to think like oh okay they do have a point they need to be more visible more represented more included honestly the attention they're getting is from other other people like them it's not even from the rest of the world for you to feel like oh it's taking away from any shine that we get or whatever if that's really the case i'm not saying that it is for this young lady but even if it is we're it's literally other dark-skinned black girls being like yo you're so pretty yeah you're so pretty too that's it that's all it is i feel the struggle is still there even if it was because i'm not just saying this from the standpoint of a dark-skinned girl for example there is a twitter account called poc beauty oh i love that too. and and they try to promote all people of color and they make a point of being very inclusive so they regularly post pictures of very different people and they promote hashtags like unfair and lovely for like southeast asians and I don't remember what it's called, but they had one for like Native Americans. And when I see that, it makes me so happy because they also lack visibility. They also face prejudice. And I'm not about to stay mad because they finally have a platform to express themselves and just be proud. Like, honestly, good on you. You get it, girl. So I really don't understand why she would be annoyed by this. I just, I I don't get it. Right. Point is, don't shit on other people's struggle because you don't, you don't know what they go through. And honestly, we, I know. Know that we like to بنتفه الحياة زيدي يعني شنو هاي يعني شنو يعني لو لونك فاتح ولا لونك غامق يعني شنو يعني لو هاي صح فعلا يعني شنو لكن المشكلة إنه ما وما كل الناس بيأخذ الحياة دي كده for the amount of times that I've heard you know people quote unquote advise me to uh, you know bleach my skin عشان أبقى نظيفة ولا استعمل البتاعة دي عشان بتنظف لك لونك ولا كده ولا هنا that vocabulary those terms that we use are very destructive and maybe it doesn't matter for people who don't go through that but when you hear it on a daily basis and trust me sis I have heard this on a daily basis and I'm not even going to talk about my childhood but for the last seven years 
I have heard this on an almost daily basis. Trust me, even the strongest people, and I am one person who I love my skin color. But after seven years, and it wasn't even it didn't even take that long, after three years of healing hearing it on a daily basis, I started to hate myself a little bit. From a rational standpoint, I'm like, this is stupid. Why am I letting this affect me? But from a purely emotional standpoint, it takes a toll on you to hear that shit every single day because it tells you that you're not good enough. That you, when Zori tells you, "Hak, is that my sabuna? Did you fit the color? So the color is going to be different." Meaning, what? Meaning, I'm wasxana. Meaning, I'm not wasxan. It's it's not deep for you, but it's deep for the rest of us who have to hear this shit every day and deal with it and magically block it out and smile through it and grit our teeth and pretend like it doesn't affect. Us when it, of course it does. When of course it does. And I, and I, as a person who is not, I'm not a superficial person. I don't I don't consider my looks to be like my be all end all. But 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 I'm human, and humans are affected by shit. Like I can, I don't under, like so when I find a movement or when I find a group of people who are like, hey, your skin tone is is beautiful. That's refreshing to me. That is why we make a big deal out of ourselves. That's the reason why, and I understand that it can get annoying for other people. I get that, but you know what? You're free to just mute or block or or just ignore it. Just scroll past it. You don't have to comment on it. But when you do, just be aware that when you comment on something like this, you are effectively shitting on somebody's struggle. Whether you think it's important or not, that's that's a real thing that somebody else goes through. You're telling me that this very serious issue that I've been going through my entire life is nothing, is insignificant. That's just like that's even worse than telling me I'm you know than than making a comment on my skin tone. That's that's so much worse to me. And like just don't trivialize other people's shit, man. Like people go through shit. Don't trivialize it. Maybe you don't say I don't understand it. I will accept that completely. But don't tell me oh just get the fuck over it. Cause nah, bruh. And this kind of ties into what you want to talk about, Sada, with the whole Nina Simone movie and Zoe Saldana playing her. Oh. If you don't know who Zoe Saldana is, she was in uh, she was in a bunch of movies. She was in Star Trek. She was in that movie what with the uh, girls. She was the blue chicken avatar, and that's all you need to know. Yeah, she was the blue chicken avatar. She was also because I mean you can't tell what she looks like with that blue makeup. Nobody she cares. She was in that movie with. <laughs> Shit, what's his name? Bradley Cooper called The Words. And she was also in Guardians of the Galaxy. So if you've seen any of those two movies, you can also just Google her. You know, I don't have to like, I mean, whatever. But, anyway, just um, try, try to make yourself familiar with how she looked. And she's playing Nina Simone. If you don't know what Nina Simone looks like, please go look her up. Just Google Nina Simone. So that you can understand just how ridiculous this is here's the thing even okay I'm, I'm just gonna say this even when I first heard that they were casting her as Nina I was like okay I do not understand this but I'm gonna have faith in these producers oh, ability to do their job so let me not be unfair let me give it a chance see when the trailer comes out and then decide and girl the trailer came out and it is it's the mess. worst it's effectively the worst <laughs> it's as a person who has eyes that function <laughs> and who uses them to see i knew that there was no way on earth that zoe saldana could ever look like nina simone like not even a tad not even one bit not in our wildest dreams so 
what do you suppose they did to fix that? They slapped blackface on her. Add a prosthetic they nose. Paint her brown and put on a weird nose. Add some veneers that make her lips stick out. And the nose looks like 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 <sighs> a sixth grader's paper mache project. Like Girl, it doesn't even. Let's look not even like call it. Like Hollywood makeup prosthetics. It looks like. I'm not even gonna call it like blackface because whatever. I think it's more complex than that. But they did slap the darkest shade of foundation that they could find on that lady, like some super Negro number seven shade. And they just painted it on this girl's face. And she looks ridiculous. She looks like a sorority girl dressing up for Halloween. And I just cannot take it seriously. And the thing is, if this Heffa could really embody the heart and soul and spirit of Nina Simone, like if she was really convincing, I think I could ignore all the prosthetic and that whole mess of a nose and everything else. But just from the trailer, I can tell that the acting is horrible. That it laugh is she did. The- <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> what was that? Mm-hmm. Like, no, that was terrifying. No, no, what no, was that? Nope. Nope. <laughs> And the whole thing looks like an arts and crafts project had a baby with a poorly produced high school play. It really is. That's what it feels like. It really is. And so I was thinking, why Zoe Saldana? Why this girl? Why? Why? Like, why couldn't they find someone who at least bears some resemblance to Nina Simone? Yep. Because off the top of my head, just right now, I can think of at least three actresses that could have done a better job. Like Uzo Aduba, is that oh her name? God. From yeah, Orange from is the Orange New Black. Orange is the New Black. Viola Davis could have or Viola like, Davis. acted the shit out of that, that role. Honestly, even Lupita would have been a more sensible choice at this point. Yeah. Like, you know? And I, I remember having this conversation with a friend and he was saying that the reason they cast um, Zoe Saldana is because the only, I'm quoting him, the only color that really counts in Hollywood is green. And Zoe is probably the most bankable black actress they could find who could do the job. And, and that's um, true, though. I mean, I'm, uh, hey, where's the lie? No, I guess that's somewhat true because the point of this movie is ultimately to make money. But what does that tell you? That there isn't one dark-skinned black actress out there who is bankable enough to be the main star of this movie? Yep. No shade to Zoe, but talent-wise, she's not even in the same league as Viola. Uh, like, hell no. Not even a little bit. So what, like this bankability is more correlated to skin tone than talent? Yes. That's, that's just sad. And you know what? Maybe, maybe if this movie was about anyone else, I wouldn't be so worked up. But for Nina, no. No, I can't. I can't. I can't be okay with this. I think the worst part about this is maybe, what is it? Maybe a year ago, they made Netflix. Netflix made a, 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 or it was like a Netflix production that was a documentary on Nina Simone, and it oh, was the documentary. brilliant. Yeah, and the fact that now they're making this Hollywood, um, you know, biographical, fantastical picture. And and the reaction that it got from her family is enough for me to be like, you know, this just shouldn't go on. Like I'm I'm not okay with this. 
and I, I can't be. Here's my read, though, about this whole Zoe Saldana thing. I, because I really think it's like, I, I cannot get over it. <laughs> because if you're at all familiar with Nina Simone's work, you know that the way she looked was very relevant. Right. Like her music, her craft, and her activism are what they are because she looked very, I'm going to say Afrocentric. Like because her nose was wide and her lips were big right. and she was very much aware that she did not fit the mold of what female artists were supposed to look like. She wasn't like pretty or cutesy in a classic sense. And I think that played a huge role in who she was as a person right. because the way she looked, just like her music, shook people and made them uncomfortable and made them reevaluate their standards and their prejudice. And you're telling me that in this movie, like where you're supposed to honor this woman's legacy, you're just going to water down everything that she was and everything that she stood up for? Like, no, what do you, no, I'm sorry, no. Mm-mm, no, not not yeah. not today, Satan. Not not today. Not any day. Also, Zoe Saldana's reaction to, uh, or like her response to people's backlash or people being like, "Whoa, hold on, why are we casting <sighs> yeah. her?" Like, of just being like, "Yes, I'm gonna do this, and what?" But sis, like, what she said is, "Oh, I'm gonna keep my chin up because I know what Nina means to me." Well, it's not about what she means to you; it's about what she means to millions of people, right. and many millions of people think that you're a horrible choice for this casting horrible like so wrong does she have friends do you think she has friends where's her black family, her family. like where's her black latina aunt who's you know gonna like check her and convince her not to take this role if she wants to keep being invited to barbecues and like eat her tamales or whatever <laughs> like where 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 are her loved ones i'm going to guess that her family did check her but she's drinking so much of that hollywood kool-aid that she was like no i can do this and like completely disregarded everybody's like danger <laughs> like don't do this but honestly a lot of people have been making the comment that like she's this is going to probably or very likely at least give her career quite a hit if not completely break it and to, to be fair it's not all on her and the fact that in the production team there's like not one like the only other black person is uh what's his yes name? mlk in selma and he should know better yeah the guy who played mlk in selma like he has like, brother should know better credit. so there's no effectively no black people behind like behind the scenes on this movie and no one to check people on like their portrayal of Nina and no one to check Zoe Saldana on her portrayal of Nina or the fact that she accepted this role or the fact that she's doing way over her head or the fact that nobody wants her to do this role and she did it anyway and kind of like and you know what's really sad is that this movie is gonna flop but like oh, it, totally. is, it is going to bomb and we'll never have a good Nina Simone biopic which is really sad because I think she deserves one I agree for people you know who don't really know her music to kind of like get introduced into her catalog and all of that it's this thing made me so upset but honestly at this point i want it to flop and i want them to never touch the nina simone story again i mean i think the the netflix documentary was so well made that honestly that's it like i just want that i don't want anything else because hollywood is at the end of the day the bottom line is going to be 
the box office and how much money is made. So, you know, it's not going to be about the story necessarily. And I think that there's no need for it. If you're not going to do a good job, if you're not going to do her justice, and don't do it all, at all. And I suggest that people instead go watch What Happened, Miss Simone, which is the Netflix documentary yes. about the life of Nina Simone. Which is pretty damn good. So if you know anybody outside of a Sudan who's subscribed to Netflix, hit them up for their, <laughs> their sign-in information. And go watch what happened, Miss Simone, because it's definitely, if you don't know anything about, about Nina Simone. It's also available for free online stream on, I don't know, I watched it on some streaming website. Oh, okay. Well, mm -hmm. then you can do that. Anyway, whatever you do, just search it. I'm sure Blu-ray, whatever that place is called, Divix, whatever is popping at the moment in terms of yeah. movie places for Khartoum, go find what happened Miss Simone and watch it because if you don't know who Nina Simone is, it's a very, very good introduction to her and it gives you quite a good picture of who she was. So yeah, I highly recommend it. So that's that. Let's move on to greener pastures. Let's let's say, say something a little positive. Um, the Saudi government decided that they're going to cancel the system of Al Kafala and uh, just instead have like residents. So what up? <laughs> Oh my god, that is positive. But did you see the hashtag that was trending? Yeah, Saudi people got mad and it was, um, oh, and Saudi did Tawtina again. Wow, is it? And the, the tweets on that hashtag are mm -hmm. one guy was like, In Saudi, Maze, Australia, New Zealand, America, like a Saudi was built on the backs of Alayani. Yeah, but they seem completely unaware of that. <laughs> they bore the brunt of a Saudi's modern day success. And not, to top it off, the system of Al Kafala is so exploitative and it's like it's like low key slavery. Yeah. So I'm gonna come to this country. I, my entire fate is in your hands. Whenever you feel like in Really? Like let's just can we step into 2016 for a second? And also, I really don't think that it's it's going to be like Australia or Canada or, you know, like, oh, you live there and, you know, you pay some taxes and you get a passport in five years. I think it's going to be much more complicated. Oh, definitely. So I don't really understand why people are jumping to that, you know, like their first reaction to this law was, oh, but we don't want, you know, foreigners to have Saudi pa Yeah, shut the fuck up. Bye. That's such a good point. Like, nobody said anything about giving people citizenship. Exactly. I think most of it was just about giving them residence, like, without having to be <laughs> under someone else, like some, like a Saudi national. Exactly. Just a little bit of flexibility, I think, would be beneficial for everyone. Yeah. But for all the Sudanese people out there who are trying to yeah. make their way over, hooray! <laughs> You guys just got a little bit easier. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, if you're in Saudi, I guess not, but you know. Pop the proverbial bottle. Pop that bottle. Anyway. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Do you want to start or should I go? Wait, do you have a yes, sir? Or do you have a yes, ma'am? I have a yes, sir. Okay, so go ahead. It goes out to a Sudanese visual artist. His name on Twitter is Mo Malik and his handle is at Super Nerdy Geek. Um, he does 
digital portraits and all kinds of really cool art. Um, he has a PayPal account, so if you're not broke, maybe you can support him and buy some art. That would be really cool. And there's not really much I can say about it because you should really just go check out the art for yourself. And that's my yes there. My yes ma'am for this week goes to Yasmin Abdelmajid, who uh, is an amazing person. She is a Sudani-Australian, I believe. And uh, she's an, like an oil engineer. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I think. And she's a race car driver. And she's, a, she's an amazing young woman. And she just wrote a book uh, called Yasmin's Story, I believe, about her and her life. And she's doing very, very big things in Australia. She is quite the inspirational woman. Yeah. Wow. She just comes up, y'all. When you sh- when you search her on Google, she just comes up. Like, you don't even have to type in her whole name. Yeah. That's amazing. Get it, girl. Um, right. She's a... Here we go. The, this is her bio. She's a mechanical engineer. She's a writer. And she's an activist who campaigns for tolerance and diversity. If you want to see something of hers, you can search her TEDx talk. Uh, or actually, it's a full-on TED talk. Well, goddamn. Um, it's a full-on TED talk called What Does My Headscarf Mean to You? Uh, in 2015, she was named Queensland Young Australian of the Year. Well, damn, She's heads, heads up the organization Youth Without Borders, uh, which enables young people to work for positive change in their communities. She's Sudanese excellence, for real, for real. Like, Can I just note... Go ahead that every single week on this podcast we talk about some trash that we read on our timelines because Sudanese women are the butt of a lot of jokes and we get a lot of hate from Sudanese men when really like there's so much Sudanese excellence in Sudanese women yeah (laughs) like it's ridiculous and they do so much for a country inside and outside of Sudan so can we please show some appreciation yes I would go on to say that can we please just show some appreciation for each other regardless of gender? Like, I feel like, yes, Sudanese women are underappreciated, mm-hmm. but I also think that Sudanese men are underappreciated. And I think that we shit on each other so much and so often for no good reason. Like, there's no reason for us to be so mean to each other and so, like, demeaning and so destructive to each other when we could just uplift. Like, the whole point of this yes there, yes ma'am is is to find people who inspire us and uplift us and hopefully and most times um they are Sudanese and I feel like we need to cultivate that instead of being like oh why not be inspired by that or why not be motivated by that to like push yourself in your own within your own interests or whatever agreed like, let's all do better that this is what we're doing this for and I just feel like we should just love each other a little bit more that just like is... it doesn't hurt it doesn't hurt to to be positive around each other. Can I just share one last thing with our listeners? Go on. It's really irrelevant and you can like edit it out. But <laughs> <laughs> So this week I discovered, do you know the song Panda? Yes. Oh my God. Can I tell you how much I love that song? Like that is my joint. Okay. I love it too. Can I, can I just tell you that I just discovered that the guy who sings that song is called designer because i just assumed it was future the whole time oh really i mean it sounds like future he doesn't articulate he's from atlanta which i think future is from and he talks about like bandos and dope and lean (laughs) so i really assumed it was future this whole time and i just discovered there's this other future called designer and i'm so proud of myself also speaking of random things can i talk about the fact that I just discovered that 
this whole time, Drake was on the Craig David glow up plan, oh, and yeah. none of us realized. I am very aware, very, very aware. When Craig David got all buff and like you know got the the bus cut and the shape up and got super like ripped, people made fun of him. But when Drake does the same thing, suddenly it's all ooh, you know, champagne poppy, and look at him, and he's so amazing. Whatever. Like, come on. I really don't know anyone who says that about Drake. What? that he's gorgeous yeah oh girl i've gotten in full-on arguments with people because i don't see it and they're like what are you talking about like everybody thinks that drake is hot shit like physically like he's oh my god he's so attractive oh my god his glow up is so amazing i'm like really really he just looks like craig david with a with a thicker beard like it's always looked like a a puppy to me Mm. like he's not he's not my type i don't know (laughs) i just i'm not not here for Drake, Same. music or otherwise. Um, and you can come for me for that if you wish. I don't care because I don't care about Drake. Oh my God. I, I also have another piece of completely random information. <laughs> okay. So you may or may not know that reality TV is one of my passions. But I also found a new passion for Viceland. Because, you know, Vice, they started this new channel. You can also, like, stream some of their episodes on um, their website. And uh, they have some really cool documentaries. There is Noisy Jamaica, which is like a music uh, documentary about the dance hall scene in Jamaica. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's like six or seven parts. And they're just like 10 minutes each. So in each episode, they focus on like a particular dance hall artist. And um, it's really cool. I also watched the one with Kendrick Lamar. (gasps) They did like a whole show about Compton and Kendrick Lamar. Uh, that one's really good. They also have like an eight-part series about Chirac and the drill rap scene, which was really interesting. I'm just like binging on noisy documentaries on Vice. There is also like some other really interesting shit to watch, but it might not be like Sudanese friendly, so <laughs> I won't mention that. All right then. Well, <laughs> there you have it. I don't think they're ready. So anyway, that was that. So don't forget to hit us up on Twitter um, at NSNM podcast, or you can send us an email. Our email address is no sir, no ma'am at gmail.com. Just send anything that you think might be interesting. Um, ideas for topics or feedback or especially um, recommendations for our Yes Sir, Yes Ma'am segment. And it's a wrap. Uh, Well, that's it. We're going to go. Bye. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, deuces. I'm a